When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Ford and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gather around your iPhone. It's time for This Life with Dr. Drew and Bobby Ford. Bob, are you like in an, there it is. Bob, are you in an aquarium or something? What's going on here? No, I had the headphones that Susan got me, and now it won't hook up to my phone because I'm in the car, and it won't, I can't turn my Bluetooth on. I wait, wait, off, no, no, wait a minute, wait a headphones. minute. I don't care about all your technical issues. The bottom line is you're not going to be here in the room with us, right? Is that what you're, sent, what you're telling me? I'm not going to be in the room there, but I want to listen, so I'll mute. All right. So I can listen, so I can be a listener. This could be a dream come true, not just for me, but for many of our listeners. <laughs> Bobby on mute, this is incredible. Yeah, Bob started getting on Facebook now, and he goes off like some sort of wild, ranting maniac, like his dad or something. What's going on there, Bob? You and all right? I changed my mind. I sent a picture of my daughter, and I'm all happy. It's, it's you know, your typical American... Bipolar disorder. I don't know who you are, man, when you talk like that. What? When I talk conservatively? Well, either way, when you get radical, when you get conservative, it gets, you, get, you freak me out. I just, I just consider. Well, most of my friends are getting freaked out when I get all conservative. I kind of got weird this morning about the school, the school bill, but I won't bore you with everything. I've become more conservative in my old age, but I still have. A rebellious communist energy <laughs> about politics. Okay, so so here's two two things. One is the you you you're living up to that old axiom that you don't have a heart if you're not a Democrat under the age of forty, and you don't have a brain if you're not a Republican after. <laughs> that was the old statement. Yeah. At the same time, you're also showing us your antisocial personality disorder never really goes away. It never really goes away. You just learn how to pile off the hard edges. Well, uh, Bob, let me introduce to you Ami Horowitz. Ami, hey, how are hey, you? Hey, guys. Have hey, you, Bob, have you met you? Bob before? You? Uh, I have not. not. Oh, I'm sorry you didn't get to meet him in person. But uh, Ami, Bob, uh, is a friend of mine. He, uh, how did we get to know each other? What, through radio? Is that how we... The f- Yeah, I think the first time we met was on your... My radio program, your radio KBC. Program. That's yeah, exactly right. And then we sort of stayed in touch, and we ended up seeing each other in New York, and I recommended him for some stuff, and we've had dinner, and here he is now, and I've become an admirer of, of Ami's. Oh, that's nice to hear. Uh, and uh, so, Bob, do you do you want to bring anything up today before I launch into stuff and mute you out? There's something I have to talk about, and I don't know if this will fit, but I, t- I sent it to you yesterday morning when I read the new health care bill. But they have the whole two pages about if you win the lottery, you owe the money back that you that the government spent on your health care. Yeah. Did you see that? I, well, I saw it because you sent it all to me. <laughs> so you had like a four-page text I got from Bob at six in the morning. So, so that can't be a real thing. It, it, it is a real thing. People who have Medicaid buy lottery tickets. Well, no kidding. You just discovered that 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 the lottery is a way of ripping off poor people. <laughs> so. So if by chance one poor person who's been on Medicaid their whole life 
happens to win a couple hundred thousand dollars on a lottery ticket, the government is going to take it. That's not conservatism, Drew. Let me read you the title, (laughs) Mommy, of this particular uh, sort of, uh, what should we call it, amendment. Applicability limited to eligibility of recipient of lottery winnings or lump sum income. So it's also people that have windfall profits. Nothing in the amendment made by paragraph, etc., shall be construed with respect to a determination of household income for purposes of determination of eligibility for medical assistance under the state plan. So it's it's telling it's it's, it's taking an issue how you calculate eligibility. So if you bid on twelve and roulette, you That's better right. know you, that you, money's paying back your Medicaid. The, the, not only that, you better have you better have an, uh, uh, documented it because uh, they're they're taking it, they want accounting. Which sounds like the government. You know what I, I felt like, and I'm, I am, Drew, you and I, you've seen my involvement politically over the last three years. <laughs> but I just want to say to Congress, have you no shame, gentlemen and ladies? Well, <laughs> like, you really need to put the lottery condition in the bill. Well, the I, they got to do. Bill? Listen, they got to do what they got to do. But, but Bob, he, Ami's done some interesting experiments with his videos. He does these videos that. AmiHorowitz.com, is that sure. where they are? Uh, and uh, I, want, I want him to tell you, I want you to listen right now what his experiments have been. The first one was where you went up to Berkeley, and well, one of the first ones that got a lot of traction yeah. was the one where you, where you campaigned for ISIS. Yeah, so in, in, Bob, in that video, I, a social experiment, I went to uh, University of California, Berkeley. Don't say social experiment. You get yourself in trouble doing that because, well, particularly guys like me. Like, well, like anyway. an anti-social experiment. Right. Well, you say just, just a social, uh, you have to have something else. Because experiments, you need to have an IRB, oh human subject God. analysis. Are you serious? You, it's, Are you being serious right now? I am being serious. Oh. You, you, you're doing a human no subject controlled experiment. experiment. A, a social non-controlled experiment? Is no, that no. It, it, has to be, it has to be a social. Uh, this is what you do when you deal with a doctor. Uh, <laughs> that's right. She deals with it every day. You have a control group. No, no, no. I don't say you have to have crossover controls. I'm saying the ethics. Ethics of using human subjects yes. has a whole world attached to it, legal and ethical world. Okay. So you got a video? Can I say video? Video. You, video. you oh, did okay. a video. Yeah, I did a video. Perfect. Right. No problem there. You sure? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Right, You're fine. So I went to uh, UC Berkeley and I had an ISIS flag. I actually, the story of the ISIS flag is interesting enough. You can't. It's hard to find them. So I had to get it custom made at this place in New York. Oh, that's hysterical. And uh, off of this, um, off, you know, I just, I just took an image. I sent it to them. And I call them, you know, a few days later, say, hey, just want to see how it's going, how long it's going to be. And she, she very gingerly is like, um, what are you using this for? <laughs> and I say, well, and I explain. She goes, well, I was about to call the FBI. Oh! And I well, said, she probably should have anyway. How did she know I, you could have been, I was you know, glad that she was going to do that, but yeah. I'm like, why'd you wait three days <laughs> right. to even, you know. Tr- and by the way, why'd she accept your stupid The whole thing is weird. <laughs> like, so she made it. Okay. Um, I flew it upside down. Okay. I found out later. But oh, the, oh well. The guy's supposed to know what, what yeah. way the flag goes up. There's no this side up <laughs> for an ISIS flag. So, uh, so I'm waving the ISIS flag to see what kind Where? of... Where? You're in Berkeley? You see Berkeley. In the main squad. Main areas, of, main areas of Berkeley. Waving the flag. Literally, I don't know, four or 5,000 people must have walked by over the two, three hours I'm waving this flag. I want to see what kind of Reaction. crap I would get. Yeah. And the, the sad part was I had, I had three actual reactions, and they were all positive. Oh. Like you go, or you know, I support you, or you know, a fist pump, and the rest were just people ignoring me. So 
for, for this part of the video, I thought to myself, well, well maybe it's UC Berkeley. They, a, they see a lot of crazy people. And they're tolerant of whatever. And they're, and they're, tol- and they're known for people saying what they want to say, expressing yeah. free speech. It's kind of what they're known for. Yeah. So I thought... Even well, though we, that didn't happen to Mr. Uh, yeah, Milo yeah, Yana, yeah, yeah, Yiannopoulos. But, so, so not right. So, yeah. so, but this is before that, that whole thing happened. Yeah. So um, I thought one of those things might have been the, the case. Even though I am yelling out, I am ISIS, come fight for ISIS, let's fight together for ISIS, let's kill for ISIS. Oh. I could not have been clearer. I wasn't some guy waving a flag. Were you I'm, recruiting? Like, did you have recruitment paperwork? I didn't have recruitment paperwork. Okay. I was right. just yelling, come support us, let's okay. work together, let's kill together. Okay. And nothing. Okay, hang okay. a second. Bob, Bob so you, you understand yeah. the setup, right? That's, yeah. Okay, so does that surprise you? I there? understand it completely, but you were in the safest, courtyard to do that in America. All right, so he then did something different, Bob. I want you to listen to this. So the next day, I came back with an Israeli flag. Within, Bob, with, I'm not being, I'm not overstating within seconds of that flag going up, it was screw you, Zionist pig, baby killer, F you, Bob? get off campus. I mean, the yeah. invectives were coming no, in from every it. direction within seconds. And did they fight? Did they actually hit you or anything? Nobody actually touched Nobody me. Nobody hit you. Okay. Nobody touched me. But another sad thing was that, even maybe even sadder, it's not in the video, but a few people walked by who were supportive of Israel, and I know that only because they were secretly kind of shielding their body, giving me a small thumbs up. Oh. They were so frightened. To show that they were supportive of Israel publicly, that they wouldn't do it. That's how. That was. That's. That's maybe the saddest part of this entire experiment. So, so, Bob, there you go. You understand that part too. I, to me, it was surprising. Yeah, I understand. This is the same courtyard that that Breitbart guy got beat up in, right? Well, he wouldn't get beat or up, but the, the right. Oh, so it was an. It was an outright riot. Yeah. Because free speech is only of value if they agree with the speech. Yeah. Exactly, and we experience that all the time. Dude, we just had a TV show about rehab and got attacked constantly for because it wasn't um, to the liberal standard of what you're supposed to do on television. I mean, I'm surprised to hear you say that. I didn't experience it quite that way, but okay then. <laughs> well, well, I, I'm being nice and general about it, but the 12-step community just oh. used to crucify me. I see. Well, you know I, what I mean? And yeah. I'm thinking the 12-step community, a little open-minded, it's a little progressive, and they were crucifying me, Drew, and you know that. Yeah. So he did another experiment at the Democratic and Republican National Conventions. Yes, which, by the way, got me in. I can't, I'm still feeling the, the repercussions of that. Why? Uh, you know what? I shouldn't say. Okay, it gets all right. too inside baseball to Fox News. Oh, but, but Bob, you ready for this one? Yeah, I'm all ready. Right, Cleveland, right. Ohio, baby. Cleveland okay. and, and Philadelphia, the, right. the city of brotherly love. All right. So uh, for, in that one, I decided to, um, to, to again, try, try to be as, as, as consistent as possible across these two conventions. In one case, the first one was the Republican National Convention in, in Cleveland, and I had an I Love Hillary sign, and I stood in front of the convention. And the I, Republican Convention. The Republican Convention, as, as the delegates were walking in and people walking in, and I'm yelling, Call, you know, Hillary Clinton, let's vote for Hillary Clinton, Hillary for president, come on, I know you want to do it, and essentially just kind of stumping for Hillary Clinton. In front of the Republican National Convention. Right. Now, with, with that, was, the, that was Cleveland, right? That was Cleveland. Yeah. With, with, with the thought that, I mean, we've, we've heard a lot of things about uh, Trump supporters being violent yeah. uh, across the, the, during the whole course of the nomination process, yeah. and they were hurting people, and they were yelling, they were screaming, and they were outrageous. So you were expecting a little trouble. I was expecting a little bit of trouble. Yeah. And... Uh, it was so. It, I got nothing but, almost like love, 
like, hey, God still loves you. We still love you. Taking pictures with me, slapping me high five. They got, they got. They were, they kept, they, they were making fun of you. A little they're making, yeah, they're in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a kind of a nice way. Okay, they're, so, they're, so they're, Bob, there's one reaction. Does that reaction surprise you, Bob? I'm ready for Philadelphia. I'm ready for <laughs> he's all Philadelphia. good. He's all good. Good enough for it. I was surprised by the Republican reaction. You were not. No, because because the reason why is the real Trumpers weren't allowed at the convention. To be honest with you, the real core Trumpers that we're all kind of scared of, which are not really Trumpers, they're anti-American. There's an anti-American sentiment to them. I've met a lot of you know a handful of them. And they, they don't even know about government or anything. They just like Trump because he's fuck you. Yeah, but you know that, that I mean? you're talking about his fringe supporters. These are the core supporters yeah. that we, we that yeah, get tainted. Are, it seems like those, the fringe guys taint the core guys. It what seems. the Republican National Convention is. Yeah, right. Okay, so he goes. I'm convinced. So he goes to Philadelphia. Right, and then uh, in Philadelphia, same thing. Front in front of the convention, I pull out an "I love Trump" sign. Uh, and uh, it was just uh, mayhem. It was, it was again. It was not dissimilar to the Israeli flag reaction. Fuck you! You're disgusting. People, a couple people spit on me. And at, at a certain point, a crowd then gathered around me, and it started getting a little bit intimidating, threatening. It, it wasn't. It ended up not. It did not get physical. Yeah. But it was. We were on the cusp of getting physical. I had to bail out. I realized that this is this is going in a, in a bad direction. This, this go tits up real quick. So Bob, there you go. There's uh, there's Philadelphia's reaction. I would expect that. Wait, though, I would expect that also because the fringe element is allowed to the Democratic compo- uh, uh, Convention, and they are a huge part. That, that crazy liberal kind of component, you know, they always say the Democrats are a big tent. The loonies are in their big tent. That's what I believe, anyways. All right. Does that make any sense? Nope. But it's but I but it's your it's your perspective. I get it. Well, the it. people that are arguing about transgender bathrooms at a time when we're at war with two different countries yeah. and there's a crisis of health care. Yeah, but but I but I hear deaths. that from I hear that from every single person that uh, was a Hillary supporter. While this thing, this weird fringe thing you're talking about on the Trump side, I've never met those people. I don't know who they are. I, I'm sure they, 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 I'm sure they exist. I'm sure they exist, too. But, but I'm, I'm, you know what? It's, it's like, here's the argument I always make. It's like, yeah, well, the racist, racist supported Trump. Well, that may be true. But, you know, communists supported Hillary Clinton. Does that make, does that make it, that taint her at all? No. I mean, of course, French people on both sides and, are going to end up coalescing to that candidate. And, and, and because usually on this show, we don't really get into politics. Let me be clear of my position. I hate everybody. I, I'm, I'm so, I'm so, I hate everybody. I'm in the middle. I'm moderate. I'm looking for middle ground. I'm looking for everybody. You're to the majority. I, I really am sick of all of it. I'm sick of it. I, I really am just so disturbed by every piece of it. And uh, I want everyone to calm down, come together. Let's run a country. Let's start rowing the boat in the right direction. Let's get back to what counts. I want my kids to get a job. Let's get going here. Let's get it going. That's uh, all, it's all I, and, and by the way, you know, I, I, you know, I did a lot of study on Abraham Lincoln, and the one thing that he was so good at was finding a middle ground and finding principles to operate from. Let's all get together and figure that out. Dr. That's Drew all we got to do. President? Oh, is that Ami, what Ami that? is VP. Hmm, I'll take that slot. <laughs> so, so you were saying well, – you... go ahead, Bob. Well, the, the idea of where I'm at is, yeah, I want, I want us to get back to decorum. 
I don't want us to go back to 1950 like a lot of people keep talking about the Valhalla of 1950. <laughs> That's ridiculous to me. Yeah. But back to the principles of words and deeds and honesty and and that's why there was this Trump revolution, because he was able to tap into the thing you're describing, Drew, and steer a part of the population into, into his category. Right? Yeah, yeah, the people that said they want it, they're sick of everything, they want it all deconstructed, and let's figure, figure things out again. And, and the, I'm, not, not, I'm not so into the deconstruction part, though, myself. I, uh, but that, I think, is the feeling. Are, I'll give you an example I was talking this morning. Everywhere I go, women are wearing these yoga pants, right? <laughs> yoga pants. That's Greatest the trend I have ever work. experienced in my life. But right, right. So we're not complaining about it, number one. Number two, I want I to understand. I don't like it. It's too casual. When you go to the bank, you should. We've lost all kind of decorum. Oh, my God. Kind of re- do, you, do you remember in I Love Lucy? Respect. They were upset about if they wore blue jeans on the subway. Do yeah, you remember yeah, that? Yeah. Hey Bob, uh, I, uh, Bob, I, I know I, I I'm just picturing the monocle falling out of your eye right now, Thurston. I I can't believe I'm talking to you. I can't believe this is the same man I, I worked side by side with for all those years. <laughs> I, what the hell's I just happened want to you? Some dignity. I just want some dignity back in our society. I just Why is broke. That so wrong? I just broke free of a tie and a, and, a, and a polo shirt. I, I, I'm back. To, you know, tie and a, and a collared shirt. I'm, 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 I'm looking for. Casual I'm not money. telling people how to dress. I'm just saying, who tells the people that it's okay to wear yoga pants to work? I don't. I don't know. I didn't get that memo. All kidding aside, I actually, I actually tend to lean a little bit toward Bob and I do thing. too. I, I think we've got a little bit too I, casual. I, 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 no, I do too. Truth be known, and, we, just, and, we just wanted to have fun with you. And, and I, I, it actually occurred to me. I was watching. I wish I could remember what it was. I was watching a television show or something. Uh, it must have been a period piece, something. And I thought, oh, how nice! How everyone looks. So, they look so nice. They're yeah. also they're also ready to do business. They're already doing their. You know, they're really serious about what they're doing. And we've we've lost that a bit. And certainly, the way you know the the leading businesses that uh, sort of led the way into the entrepreneurial age, not exactly supporting formality. No, and the the truth is, the way you dress does affect the way you behave. I don't think there's any it's question just like about listen, that. outside in, right? And it's it's the same thing. You know, psychologists always talk about this that there are things. It's it's very similar to thinking a certain way, and you'll feel a certain way. Behaving a certain way, and you'll feel a certain way. You know? I I will say this that I was at you know I was at I was an investment banker for a number of years. In fact, my entire career. Well, let me, started, Bob, yeah. do, you, do you know Ami's history? No, I don't. Right, I want to hear it. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, just, I mean, the, the, the history is not very exciting. I, I was an uh, investment banker for many years, and I decided to make a movie out of nowhere. And I made this movie called You and Me, uh, and it did well enough that it kind of launched my, whatever you call was it, this it career. Was it a feature film? Feature film, thea- theatrical release, sold it internationally. And, um, did you fund it yourself? Uh, I funded it partly through myself and through investors. Wow. Um, but, but what I was going to say about, about investment banking was, I wonder if there's a correlation here, or even a causation, that I, I remember the day they brought us, all, everybody at Lehman Brothers, into this huge auditorium. Oh, you were at Lehman? Yeah, yeah. During the mess? No, I, I left oh. before that. Oh. But, but we, we all get there and, and they say, we're now making an announcement. It used to be Casual Friday. We are now Casual 
100 percent of the time. Now you can dress casually as an investment banker, which is a really that's crazy weird thing. Yeah, that was great. Any suit. connection between that and then the crisis that hit a couple years later? I don't know. Oh, interesting. People a little too fast and loose the way they dress, too fast and loose with the rules. Were you were you looking at those derivative mechanisms at that time and worried about them, or did you just you were a different thing? Not, didn't not worry about it. No, what I, I mean, if you want to get me out, it's going to bore the audience. But I wasn't worried about the, the derivatives so much. With and I think being the major problem was when investment banks were trading for their own accounts. See, when they're trading for their own accounts and making their money on their trades for the bank, then you get into conflict of interest with your clients because you know, you have all the information. They have China, what they call Chinese walls, but, I mean, how, you know, those... You're trading... I, I mean, I, I, so Lehman Brothers has money. Has a, has, and, a, has a big fund. Has a big fund. Not, not investors' funds. Their own, it's their, own its funds. own bank's funds. And it's using that money to invest in businesses. No, well they're they're well they're investing in they're making trades and they're all all sorts of trades. They could okay. be derivatives trades, they currencies, could be whatever. currency trades, okay. they could be stock trades. Right. Um, and but then you have a conflict with clients' money because you're also investing clients' money because who, which also go into that fund. No, which is separate. Separate fund. But they all, but they but they have that their clientele is being so their their professionals so are support, trading their clientele. They could support their alongside funds their own if they money. move the clients' funds into their own funds. They may drive price up. Well, but it's more that than that. Is that they have information, you know, and, and they can only make a, the trade a certain amount of money can go in that trade. Whose money they can put in that trade? Their own uh, money or the client's money? Were there rule? There rules now regulating. There, all there that. were rules even back then, but yeah. there, but it was it was a new thing, so the rules weren't quite set in stone. Uh-huh. And you know, I, but I now went, now investment banks are getting to trade again, right? Is that yeah, so it's, it's going? It seems like it's going back. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, but yeah. I think the truth of the With rules, rules though, were too, the, rules. the rules were too reflexive. Yeah, um, so, they, they were too excessive. Yeah, yeah. Yes. What happened? Yeah, yeah. No, I have a lot of friends in, in that in your business, and, and I can they, hear the people, by the way, tuning out as we talk. Talking no, it's kind of interesting because you know because people you know they all watch the Big Short and all that kind of stuff. Or was that the movie? Yeah, the, yeah, great movie. Yeah, and and they all you know they all kind of show have had a. It was a big piece of history for most of us, and so we're kind of people don't understand those mechanisms. They don't. They don't. They can't imagine. They only know the, the Hollywood version of what it's like to be right. inside that. So I'm always interested in sort of understanding what a given trader or a different a given banker's experience was at that time. I, for instance, to me, one of the interesting thing is how much of it. All, the movies always make it look like there's good guys and bad guys, and that the bad guys knew what was coming, and the good guys couldn't. Nobody could get listened to. There are to. no good guys and bad guys. Yeah, at, right. They're just guys trying to make a living. And then I bet more people just had no fucking idea what was going to come and didn't really care because things were going up. Right? They're just sort of no, – they're just when, looking at the trends. When they're making cool. money, who cares about how the, where, how the money's how, – you know, how the bacon's what, being made or the – Or they have too many made. other things to worry about to look at the macro picture. And, and who was really – Minding the ship, everything was going well, right? I mean, did people, you know, people without money were able to own houses. What a great thing, right? So, anyway, we got to take a little break. Uh, I'm Horowitz, my guest. Be right back after this. Well, this week's This Life is brought to you courtesy of a new friend, Lucinia Health, and they are addressing the rising cost of prescription drugs. Is something that gets to me not only as a physician, but also as worried about my patients, my family, myself. Even with decent insurance, the price of medications become a concern. Now, here's a way you can get help. Go to your cell phone right now and text this number, 22822. Then type in this message. You're in the message space where you normally type in your text message. Just type in the word Drew, my name, Deary W, and send it, 22822. Send to it right now. You'll be happy you did. You'll immediately get an introduction from RefillWise with a prescription saving card that comes right on your phone almost immediately. It happens. I've got one. I did it, and it happened with a blink. Right now, it's free. There's no sign-up process or wait time. You just type that number in, 22822, type the code DREW in, send it, and you'll immediately receive that RefillWise prescription saving card. 
And you just show it to your pharmacist when you go to get your medication refill, and you can see how much you save. Whether you have insurance or not, you show it to them, and they'll give you the insurance, if that's what uh, is the least cost, or the savings from the Lucinia card. Refill-wise, it works with major pharmaceutical companies to establish discounts on the cash price of over 6,000 commonly prescribed medication. More than 1 million people are using the card. The average saving is 40%, some up to 80%. So if you have medication that's covered by insurance, check with refill-wise pricing at your pharmacy. Even if you have insurance, the refill-wise discount might actually be better. So always pay to check it out. I'm also very excited to say that for every new user, that's right, when you go text my name through that 22822, RefillWise will immediately donate $1 to the Prostate Cancer Foundation. This is a charity I'm involved with. Check them out at PCF.org. They fund creative research for cancer, particularly prostate cancer, but all kinds of cancers get benefit from the unbelievably creative research they're funding. To learn more about RefillWise and to see if your medication could be covered, visit RefillWise, W-I-S-E, RefillWise.com. But to start saving right now, just text Drew, D-R-W, to the number 22822. Message and data rates may apply. Now, a couple of months ago, I was in my medical office, and I noticed some samples of a rehydration solution called Hydrolyte. Just so happens, I was about to undergo a colonoscopy, a routine medical procedure, and I was going to get dehydrated if I didn't be careful. And I thought, well, this stuff will be perfect. It's exactly what I need. I was absolutely impressed. The results were precisely what I was looking for. And not only did that rehydration solution get me through the procedure without becoming dehydrated, they have another product, these fizzy tablets that give you the same rehydration solution just in a little portable tablet. You just obviously add it to water. And that was something I always wanted to invent. I did not understand why we did not have an oral solution that you could hold in your pocket in the form of a tablet that would help us, say you had some vomiting or some other GI distress. It seemed perfectly sensible to me that you could put a little fizzy tablet in and have the rehydrating solution right there in your hand. And they created this. That's why I'm excited about Hydrolyte, and we're welcoming them to the family. It's rapid, effective recovery from dehydration. requires proper balance of sodium, glucose, and water. So if you're sick, you've been vomiting or maybe heavy perspiration even from exercise, water does not cut it. You need what's called fluid. Sports drinks are far less effective and are not balanced for the rehydration for maintaining your body volume. Simply, Hydrolyte's formulation is based on established science. It is the best rehydration product I've seen or tried. They dominate in other countries, and they're no doubt going to dominate here. You won't need IVs if you're tolerating orals. You can use Hydrolyte. comes in flavors, orange berry lemonade, available, as I said, in that pre-mixed drink or a powder or the effervescence tablets that I was mentioning before. Simply drop it into a glass or a bottle of water, and boom. Compared to sports drinks, Hydrolyte delivers up to four times the electrolytes with 75% less sugar. That's what you need. You need volume quickly. Hydrolyte solutions are appropriate for all ages, and each bottle or package includes easy-to-follow dosing instructions. You can find Hydrolyte at Rite Aid or online at Amazon. And for more information, visit Hydrolyte.com. That is H-Y-D-R-A-L-Y-T-E, Hydrolyte.com. And we're back, and uh, I want to remind people about our friends at Hydrolyte. Uh, 
Oh my God, is that a good product? Uh, they they dominate in Australia. There's not something called Pedialyte. Well, if there is, they don't notice it because Hydrolyte is what people use to rehydrate there. I use it for my colonoscopy. I'm telling you, I, I wanted to make a drink like this. I wanted to make a rehydration drink that actually supported, really would replace an IV. We, we have the technology to do that. And Hydrolyte not only did that, they did something that I envisioned which made a, a fizzy, like a tablet out of it. You just drop in water and it, then it releases all the right electrolytes and it's fizzy and it tastes good. And uh, damn it if it didn't get me through my colonoscopy. And so if you have any nausea or diarrhea or even a, uh, if, you're a pedi- if you have pediatric issues, consult with a pediatrician. This might be good or might not depending on the age of the child. Uh, if you're recovering from a hangover, this product is for you. And by the way, if you're recovering from uh, exertion, if you're working out hard, this is a good thing. They have a powder, they have a fizzy tablet, and they've got the, the bottles. I, I cannot say enough about it. It's something I had dreamed up, and lo and behold, these guys turned up with that product, so I'm fully supportive. And uh, the, the uh, certain ER organizations also now begin urging us uh, not to use IVs, but to try oral rehydration. This is a perfect way to do that and avoid the complication of IV therapy. So, Bobby, there you go. Uh, we're back. I want to get back to this thing of what you think, because I believe uh, the reason I was joking about the health care bill, it's just where are the dignity, where are the adults in the room that Drew was talking about of like, listen, we've slipped too far. That's part of this political movement is we've slipped too far well, away from center. All right, hold right? on. Yeah, hold on. Well, we've gone to extremism. We've, we've gone into, into corners. Not, not forget the center. We're just in corners. And by the way, corners are not that far apart in reality, right, compared to some countries. I don't know. I, I feel like the corners I, are pretty far apart. Well, I, just, I, just, I think they're far apart in terms of inability to hear each other or listen to each other. No, I think... I think We're actually there now? I, yeah. I really... Yeah. It, 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 I tell you, I stress, about, uh, stress out about this a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I think that if you look at the Democratic position and the Republican position on so many issues, they're fundamentally opposed. They're not just incrementally different. I just feel like they're too fundamentally opposed, and I don't see how it's possible to bridge that gap. I don't. I see it getting worse. Well, well, they all want to get to the same place, right? We all want to go to uh, Valhalla? U- Utopia Island. Yeah, we all want to go to Valhalla. Yeah, okay. And, and, and that, but the, what I find bizarre is we can't even acknowledge that. Because everyone's become a mortal, moral enemy. Well, I'll give we, you a perfect example. Like we, like they want to go to hell, and or they want to, they want to kill everybody, and only them. So no, 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 no. We all want, we want to get everybody to Valhalla, everybody. But neither side will listen to that. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say that the, the the experience I had of this whole Sweden mess. Oh, t- oh my God, Bob! Did you did you see the Sweden thing that Trump referenced and got got Ami in the middle of a shitstorm? Are you hearing a scratchy noise or not? Not. We hear you loud and clear. But look, take, okay. it, take it backwards. Trump said what? And then go back to what actually. All right. So what happened was I made a video about, I went to Sweden that showed the rise of, uh, the, the extraordinary rise of rape and certain violence in Sweden and was making a correlation to the, to the similar rise in immigration in that same period of time. No, say it again. You, 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 were, you were equating the massive rise in, in rape documentation. Right. With the immigrant population, okay, s- similar in- rise in immigration. Okay, uh, into because Sweden has apparently had, essentially had open borders okay. and was bringing in refugees okay. in an open-hearted way. And this right? is Syrian, in a refugees. selfless way. Syrian, Iraqi, Af- Afghani, a lot okay, of Somalis, a, a mix. Okay. All, all over. All right. And um, so I made this video, and it did whatever it did. You know, and it did a couple million views, and I did, I did a bunch of press well, on we'll it. We'll talk about what happened in the video. Um, Oh, being the attack? Yes. Oh, all right. oh, by the way, what was the video? So at one point, the, the one, one thing we documented was these, this notion of a no-go zone. I don't know if you know what that is, Bob, but there's a number of them all across Europe where essentially 
um, public services, police, fire department, and really non-Muslim people can't enter without having problems. So, so literally, like if you had, you called an ambulance, the ambulance wouldn't go in. They won't go in. In fact, they, the, the, in Sweden, the ambulance union sued the government to say we cannot go in those areas unless we have armed escort, do military they, escort. Do they get military escort or no? Uh, in, in some cases they do. In some yeah. cases they just don't go in. Okay. So uh, when I hear no-go zone, I, I go. You're going in. I go. So I went in. And I have you know the Swedish crew, and we enter this. It's literally like a, it's a street, which is the threshold. Like you cross over the street, you're now in this no-go area. They called Husby, which is an, a, a, essentially a, a um, suburb of Stockholm. How far, how far outside? It's inside Stockholm. It's inside, great, yeah, Stockholm. from the center of Stockholm. It's a thirty-minute drive. Drive. Uh, thir- Twenty-minute drive, and probably a thirty-minute um, uh, underground. Okay, that's a fair, fairly outside of Stockholm. I mean, Stockholm's a pretty small little area, but but yeah, but it's still t- t- part of the greater Stockholm, Stockholm yeah, area. Yeah, okay. and and you said it's beautiful. Beautiful, yeah. leafy, big yeah. buildings, yeah. lovely streets. It's quite nice. And anyway, so we enter this area called Husby. Within seconds, we cross the street. It's kind of in a main square. And a bunch of guys come around us, and they say, you guys got to go. Remember, we have a crew, so it's clear that we have a camera crew. Uh, my Swedes, now remember, Swedes, they're no more Vikings, right? Swedes are little frightened people, and they just took around and took off. I stayed to say, hey, you know, can you explain to me why we can't leave here? And within seconds, these five guys, they jumped on top of me. They were choking me. And you were, were mic'd. On you were mic'd, too. I was mic'd. So, it's, and, you know, for people who don't know, we have wireless mics, and there's a, there's a range that you have. So as my guys were running away, I still had about 30 seconds of audio because they were still within range of my They were my running mouth. away or, like, hightailing it? Oh, they were, well, they were hightailing it. Yeah. Uh, not looking back to see where I was, yeah, by yeah, the way, or turn the camera on. I assumed you were there with them, I assume. I guess. Like, I like, Army's not that nutty. <laughs> but you stay, and the guys jump you. Jump me, punching me, choking me. Uh, at one point, they dragged me into a building, which, I, which is why I thought this is gonna, it's going to be over here. And thank God, within seconds of they, when they dragged me to the building, somebody op- it was a foyer of an apartment building. Somebody opened the door, it freaked them out, and they ran off. So, Bob, do you know anything about this? Isn't this an astonishing reality to you? That is that is a set specific place. I mean, that can happen anywhere in America. Well, no, that you can't that you can't go in there with anything with it, with with emergency services or police or anything. It's weird. The south side of Chicago. I, well, I was, and go. You, had me, you had me on mute. The fact is that exists in Baltimore, in Detroit. There are places. No. The city of Baltimore marks buildings that they are not to respond to fire. It's already happening here in America. I don't. I've never. I, ha, let's let Bob, Bob. In this litigious society, are you fucking kidding me? Somebody would own that city if that were a factual truth. That's what's happening. The city of Detroit. That's what's happening. Well, they, that was by the fire because the. But no, hang on, because the building's condemned and the firemen go in. They're they're in danger. That's different. I, I don't think there's anywhere in America police cannot operate. Well, not, not 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 operate. They have. They're obliged to operate. Yeah, no, yeah, they, no, they have. A, they have a responsibility. And I, I I've been to almost everywhere in America with a crew, and I've I've been to the the inner cities of Baltimore and and, and Chicago, and we've never had. I mean, there there have been, it's been tents, but nothing. Oh, you that, know the north that part of Baltimore that looks like Dresden. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, it's it's when you're on the tr- we are on the, we are on the Amtrak going to D.C. You can see it from the, from Amtrak. It, it does look like it looks like hell. They don't, police and fire don't respond there, and you don't stop at a red light, and that's a fact. Well, but it's not a distinct, absolute law or rule, but that's the truth of it. All right, so, I mean, so I, wait, I, more, I, anyways, more, but I get it, you went there, and 
See, I don't, I, what I'm trying to say is, I don't think this is that crazy. This is to be expected. We're living in crazy times of liberal fascism, the Republican Party stoking up a fringe part of their base. Like the example being, who's calling the Jewish uh, uh, children's centers and threatening bomb threats every day? Do, do you, who? Do, do you know? Hillary Clinton supporters? Yes. 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 Do you know Actually, who it was? They caught him. It's a. It's a. It's a. one guy. That was one guy that did did things over his girlfriend in New York. It's happened today again. It's no, happening no, everywhere. But he, he did, he, he no, did he did like of eighty of them, Bob. He did like eighty of them. He's a he's a liberal journalist, disgruntled, who lost his job. And here's here's some more f- uh, interesting data for you. Do you know how many attacks there were on Jewish communities and Jewish uh, synagogues and whatnot in, during the Obama administration? None of which were reported by the press. Seven thousand. Well, in, during during between 2015 and 2016, violent attacks against Jews was up 50 percent. Yeah. So it's it's not it's actually I t- I was talking to a Jewish journalist she goes no we're not worried because it's down everything's down this one guy called in eighty and but otherwise we feel sort of good now in fact it was interesting if you take all the attacks on Muslims and blacks and combine them attacks on Jews last year eclipsed them both isn't combined. that cr- isn't that combined. crazy so so in your guys' opinion yeah. who's attacking Jewish citizens in America is Hillary Clinton supporters I think I think it's, it's Sandy it's, Hook. Sandy Hook not really happen either. I mean, come on, that's a little too far for me. I can go anywhere with you guys. <laughs> no, no, no. Sandy Hook, Sandy Hook wasn't political. That was by no, a no, no, no. He's individual. saying he's saying he he's, he's can't. No, I agree with you, Bob. He's, the, I I don't know that the whoever does these attacks. I don't, I imagine they're weird white supremacist guys. That's no, I, I no no. In fact, the attacks. Uh, the, Almost all of that seven thousand during the almost all campus attacks, which is a significant proportion of that, is done by the left and by Islamic supporters. That's not that's not in dispute. That's not by any those are not by right wing people. We don't have demographics, unfortunately, for who's attack who's making the attacks. Uh, other than campus attacks, campus attacks we have a better handle on, and we know on campus attacks it's coming from the left, from the left. And from the supporters of Islamic organizations. So it's the same yeah, guys. The I, same guys. I would I would agree with that. Tim Kaine's son was arrested in Minneapolis. Yeah, For yeah. what? I didn't hear so that. there uh, you go. I, it was I forget what so, it was, but it was he was he and he, he got taken. It was not good. It was an anti. It was a pro-Trump rally, and, and, and he was arrested. And, and again, and let me be clear again. I I am not taking sides on any of this. I hate everybody. <laughs> But but it, I I what I hate more than anything is fake news and the way they twist it and stuff. So I, I spent a lot of my day just trying to ferret out the truth. And when I found I somebody straightened me out about the the Jewish attack numbers and it was stunning. You're saying there's just attention to it now by liberal media. Yes, correct? they're they're, they're, they're focusing on. on it because they're trying to make the connection between anti-Semitic attacks and same, Donald Trump. So now we're on the same page. It's so you know, in the meantime, North Korea is sending off missiles. And we've got all kinds of economic issues we need to handle that are really matter in people's lives. We've, we've, I, I, I don't know. And we've lost our, our practice of democracy, which I, I think and the I one believe, good thing that's come out of this, people are looking locally again. we've lost our way in who we are as people, right? Yeah. So you can, it's much easier to blame the people you disagree with than say, you know what, our whole society is slipping in decorum, in honesty, in goodwill, in kindness, in what America means. And both sides feed off of the division. And I'm saying, listen, I, I want a society that has the values of what they talk about in speeches, but they don't practice in their daily I, lives. I, I am totally with you on that, my That's, friend. 
Hundred percent. That's what I want. Well, I'm completely with you but on that. But you're, but you're right. This thing, my thing about drones, my, the things I've most social media about three, four years ago, I noticed what you're saying. I was against drone attacks, and I tended, I tend to be a little overstated. And I, <laughs> I said, I, I you know, we're that. murdering, <laughs> chil- we're murdering children with, you know, remote control airplanes, and it's not okay just because it's Obama doing it. I, and liberals crucified me, so, crucified me. So, they wanted to kill me. So, and of course, you know, you know Bob. I mean? Yes, and Bob, you're dealing with the millennials all the time in treatment, and they're you know, all this rains down on them, and they've got a you know, they're they're that's maybe. I war- read them. I, Go ahead. I did a I did a group last night. Drew, you'll love this. Of twenty six, twenty eight millennials, and I read them the health care bill last night. <laughs> did, they, did they care? Or they go, or did they tell you to fuck off? That got rid of their addiction quickly. They got so bored. They wanted to get a job after that. Uh, they wanted to get a job. All right, we got to take a little break. Well, let's take a little break, and we'll be right, right back. You know, I'm always happy to talk to you about our friends at Bergamot. They're the makers of a variety of supplements that use the extract from the Bergamot citrus fruit, those polyphenols. That fruit is in Italy. These supplements act as a natural statin that may improve a number of cardiovascular conditions as well as symptoms of the metabolic syndrome, which includes high blood pressure, high cholesterol, high blood sugar. As you know, I've been excited about the natural treatment since I first heard about it. I'm getting behind it. The science behind it is sound, and physicians throughout the world and cardiologists are actually using it. Now, the makers that brought you the formulation Bergamet NA, Bergamet Pro Plus, now bringing you Bergamet Sport. It provides all the same cardiovascular benefits, but has additional additives designed to aid athletes and those with a very, very active lifestyle. Bergamet Sport may help improve stamina and reduce recovery time and reduce muscle inflammation. Now, I've been taking Bergamet myself, and I suggest you talk to your physician to see if Bergamet Sport is right for you. And for a limited time, our listeners can save 10% on their order by entering the code Dr. Drew, D-R-D-R-E-W, at checkout. Again, that is D-R-D-R-E-W, all one word, at checkout, and you save 10% on your order of Bergamet. To order the Bergamet Sport for yourself, visit Bergamet.com, Bergamet, N-A, Bergamet, B-E-R-G-A-M-E-T.com, or click on the Bergamet banner on drdrew.com. And we're back, and uh, thanks to Bergamet. They've been a big supporter of this podcast, and uh, they've helped my wife with the Bergamet Femme. She loves that product. and uh, Yeah, she really, she's had a very positive response. I love it, love it, yeah, love it. Yeah, you, you said there was something else beyond just the the, the, ar- the artery effects. You It gives me energy, yeah. and it. I think it's helping with my belly fat. Uh, ooh. Inside belly fat. Isn't uh, that with the bad fat you want to get? Well, that, it does help with the metabolic syndrome. So, But right. I'm working out, too. Right, so, And it yeah, does give me help. energy. Yeah. No, but I mean, it, it does help. All right, fair enough. So, thank you, Bergman. Uh So, there's more to, to Ami's Sweden story. So, so there was his piece of it. Then what happened? So, it's a s- Saturday. So, Friday night, I do an interview on Tucker Carlson talking about the video. And uh, Saturday night, I'm at a bar mitzvah. And by the way, Friday night, I immediately saw Twitter blow up with your name on it. I don't know why they were sending them to me. I started. <laughs> so my, I got tagged with it, but I was like, "Uh oh, he must." Ami must have told his Sweden story. No, so I didn't. Yeah, so I, I wasn't on Twitter. I wasn't social media. It was, it was Friday night. I was just. It was. It was on, and then went to bed. And then Saturday night, I go to a bar mitzvah, and I get this 
you know, seemingly innocent uh, email from a friend saying, oh, Trump referenced your video and you and Mediaite, this like um, it's a website that covers the media kind of left wing, no, mentioned that they that they believe his reference was to, to you. Yeah. So I said, OK, that's kind of cute. It didn't the truth is it wasn't that big a deal to me that he referenced it. I said, OK, it's interesting. I actually I forwarded Tucker Carlson. I said, oh, check this out. We're in Mediaite. Yeah. F- fast forward four days. And I, I texted him back four days later. I was like, wasn't it cute when I thought Mediaite was an interesting thing to talk about <laughs> our video? So anyways, the thing, ju- Sunday morning I wake up, my phone just, I can't get into it. It's, just, it's all tweets. It's all references. Uh-huh. Every single paper, major paper in the world, this was front page news. Le Monde. Uh, well, the, the president of Sweden responded. The president of Sweden responded. <laughs> so- I mean, it, it, was, it was truly a global maelstrom, which was started by this thing. And it wasn't clear... What they were upset about? Because I, I was trying to figure it out while I was happy. I was like, "Well, the president of Sweden is saying we don't have no go zones." So here's, was, so here's what's yeah. interesting about this whole thing. Here's what, and this is this gets the heart of of this divide that we're talking about between left and right. Yeah. Right. So what is the so what is he getting upset about? These I was referencing your your experience and your experience. My experience, but more than my experience, right? Which is anecdotal, right? We want yeah. actual data yeah. which supports this argument that I'm making. Well, what, what is the argument you're making? So the argument that, that, that immigration fosters this violence, or the or the rapes, or what? Yes, the but rapes, both the murder and rapes, but okay. rapes in particular, okay. because there's a whole thing with, with Islam and women, how they're treated and how they view them. But the problem was, here's the problem: when I, every interview I did, whether it be with CNN or or the Daily News, or the New York Times, or the BBC, whoever I was interviewing with, we never got to the point of discussion on what the correlation was between the rise in rapes and Islamic immigration. We never got there. We couldn't get past the fact that they refused to believe that rape was up at all. That was the point of debate. Wow. And the fact that these numbers were coming from the government of Sweden themselves, and the government of Sweden were started saying, well, those aren't, that's not really true. But those aren't our numbers. They're, but they, they started saying, well, crime, but they're making the same argument. Every single network I went to, crime is down. Yeah. Well, that may be true, but, there, but that includes like cybercrime and all this other crap that I'm not talking about that has no co- connection to immigration. I'm talking about rape. But the problem was they – and what's so interesting about the, the, the mind of the left is there's, we may have talked about it before, but there's a real cognitive dissonance in the mind of the left. And on the one side they have these – and if I'm talking too much, it's just, just no. my diary of the mouth – but on the one side, you have these egalitarian values that we yes. all believe in. Yes. Women's rights, yes. gay rights, humanitarianism, right? Yeah. The other side is cultural relativity. Yeah. yeah. But what I, is, I had this conversation today with people over the International Women's Day. I'm like, well, this is your chance to really come down on cultures that, that are tough on women. You know, they they're, won't they're, do it. And, I, and, they go, and they immediately went into, well, it's hard to be in the shoes of. I get, no, don't get the shoes up. Just, you, just you, condemn. Just go just ahead. Condemn. You can judge. It's okay. So cultural relativity wins out every single time. Well, explain what cultural relativism is. It means cultural, in, in, a, in, a, in a nutshell, it's that every culture is equal to another, and you are not allowed to uh, judge to, to, to judge any culture, to impugn another culture. Well, it becomes because cultural relativism, relativism becomes moral relativism. That's the problem. Yes. So you can't say that if that culture eats little children for breakfast, who are you to say that's just what they do? That's just what they do. They eat children for breakfast. I, you want to you judge? It you're, could you're be the white man who forced them to do it or yeah. colonialism 300 yeah. years ago. Yeah. But, but I found it so interesting that they would simply 
they, here's an opportunity. They're, they're all about women's rights, right? They talk about campus. You know, one out of every three women are raped on campus. Right? The most bogus stat yeah. I've ever heard in my life. Here's a real stat where rape is really up. Let's talk about this. Let's yeah. see what's going on. They couldn't get past the and, statistics. And, and in Sweden, of all places, where you least expect it, what happened? Why is that happening? Maybe you're wrong. Maybe it's nothing to do with immigration. That's fine. But Let's somebody have that ought to figure it out. We wouldn't. I, a perfect example. I was on with Don Lemon did an interview with me. Yeah. It was 12 and a half minutes long. Huge interview, long interview. We couldn't get past the stat. Couldn't get past it. Could not get past it. It was it was the most mind blowing thing to see how they. And I'm talking about you know not like left wing organizations. I'm talking about what everybody calls moderate. mainstream, moderate, moderate yeah. non political organizations. Yeah. Politifact, yeah. uh, uh, factcheck.org. No they had to issue attractions. No You're right. No, you know what, Bob? That's exactly what I learned. Maybe I'm naive. I learned there's no such thing. Well, it's weird. It's I. I you know, I spend... no, there's no respect, and there's no such thing. And and I'm a, I'm guilty of this from my 20s and 30s. I know where it came from, and I know what we need to do about it. Which is, I'm telling you, we need to start standing towards the middle. Everybody who's conservative Republican needs to move towards the middle. Everybody that's but uh, from, you know, uh, from the middle left of the Democratic Party need to move towards the center hey, Bob? and leave the whack jobs out. Bob, two things. A, come on and join me, everybody. The middle's fine. It's all <laughs> fine. You can hate everybody just like me and, uh, and, and start judging even. You can have judgments from here. Um, no, but I think we should get some shit done like Tip yeah, O'Neill and Ronald Reagan did. Of but course. nothing's been done for fucking 25 years. But, Bob, you also said you knew where it came from. Where did it come from? Where did what come from? You, the said, you said when you felt this way in your 20s and 30s, you understand where it came from. Because, because you live in an echo chamber. I lived in a left-wing echo chamber of musicians just like me. We live in bubbles. Nobody, we, no reality pierces into a rock musician's life. Then we started with the advent of MTV to be the people that could talk and people would listen to. I did a 1988 campaign for Get Out the Vote, Rock the Vote with Madonna and, and Iggy Pop, and it turned out that Madonna had never voted. <laughs> like, and it was this big conspiracy, you know, this big thing uncovered that most of the people that were doing the Rock the Vote commercials had never fucking voted themselves. That, that said a lot. But that was the rise of celebrity and politics and this kind of, and, and whatever you say is right, then came fascism locked around that. You know, around, that's what you've got now. around with the, uh, the relativism is also, I've noticed of late, is the invalidation of expertise. Experts beg no issue. You're right. You, you, eh. Any, anybody can opine. And, and anybody's taken seriously. And I, I, I noticed it. It started happening in the press, in the print press, a few years ago. When I would get printed something, I'd ask for an opinion. I'd give an opinion, and then they'd put alongside of that, like a homeless person. They, they went on the street and would ask for an opinion, and it's like <laughs> and it was you versus the and, homeless and, and, and person. I, and I told, I told, um, I was on a news broadcast a couple days ago, and I said, "Look, you put me on with a, somebody," and I said, "Fine," but. If you're gonna, I said this like it's like you called Caltech, you got the head of the department of astrophysics, and then you got a third grader with a telescope. That is not the same thing. It's not the same thing. You can't do that. You you shouldn't be talking to those two people together. You can talk to the third grader and get their opinion, but don't correlate it with the astrophysicist. Right. 
These are different people. And, um, I, and I was like, I was, I was livid. Become, it's just become opinions. And, and my, here's another thing that you didn't touch on. My ignorance is equal to your knowledge because we're both human beings. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Well, but again, that, this is this is where so, free speech gets so when attacked. When it comes to politics, when it comes to politics, I watch a lot of the news. I go from one to the other to the other. David Gergen, yeah. I just always watch his face when they're talking. Yeah. You ever watch his face? I, I've I've worked with he, him. He's an interesting guy. He's a nice time guy. He just can't hide his disdain for the conversation. Uh, I'm, you're absolutely right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. He's been doing it for fifty years, you know. <laughs> But I, 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 but don't you think this start? I just see this as starting in the '90s. I think it. I think the jump off point was, you know, the Clinton election in '92. That's where I, I, I started. Well, I, let's let's not blame anybody. It's it's it, history is a continuum. We could we could blame the the Reformation for Christ's sake. I mean, if you take keep rolling it back. But there is a book right out now called The Fourth Turning. Have you read this book no, yet? I think no. I'm going to give it to you. Uh, because allegedly banning swears by it. It is, it's, it, it, Bannon rather. If that's true, I'm concerned because, because it's, it's a very interesting treatment about history and the cycles of generational attitudes. And he predicted the millennials in the 90s. He predicted how they're going to be, what they're facing. It was very accurate predictably, hmm. but it, but it's a, it's a little hubristic in terms of how certain they are of what they're saying. Because I've always noticed when you try to make cycles out of history, you can only do it in retrospect. You don't know where you are in the cycle in the moment, right? right? And if you're lucky, you'll be able to predict something forward. It's like it's like your business. I got out of business analysis. You really don't know where you know where where, where does it turn. Um, so I I would have to take a look. It's called the fourth yeah. turning. Supposedly we're in the fourth turning now, and they predict a crisis by 2025. What he didn't know, he didn't predict the World Trade Center, and I'm wondering if that was the crisis and we're on the other side of it, and this is the reckoning, or is this all part of that crisis? Are we heading towards something substantial yet, and then there's going to be a reckoning? It seems I, like we're heading towards something more substantial. It, 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 it kind of does, uh, but this could be the washing out, too. I mean, it, 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 there's different aspects to their theory, and uh, in a way... But you, but you don't, if, if you're more cynical, Drew, don't you just think... I just think the midterms are going to flip the Senate, or come close, the, the, then the, the vicious liberals will get back in power four, eight years from now. Then they'll go through another cycle, just back and forth. And the division that Avi talks about will just get further and further and further away from each other. I say so no. that nothing can ever get done. I say no. I have too much faith in all of us. I have too much faith. Well, we all need to march towards the middle. And I'm a liberal fundamentally in liberal side of the line. Well, and I, so I get crucified by my brothers and sisters on the left, just like your friend Van Jones did. This is, this is you know, not I, okay. I, hang on a second. I called, I, not okay. I called Van Jones because I was so upset by how he was treated. He, you know, he's a, he's a bright guy. All he said was he, all he said was he gave a good speech. That's, That's all, all said. he said. That's all he said. And he ended up in a shit. Do you hear, do you hear where, where oh, with this? Only because you told me about yeah. it. Yeah. And, and I, I called him. I supported him. Uh, listen, people of integrity and, and who are smart and expert should be allowed to s- call it like they see it. And and be and people should then go. Oh, that's interesting. That somebody smart saw it that way. I wonder if he's right. I, let's think about this. Instead, we need to kill that guy. God forbid you should step out of your lane. Van Jones is a really good guy, and I suggest everyone listen to him. You may not agree with his politics, 
but he's a smart guy. He's a good guy. He's trying to figure things out. He's trying to find that middle ground. Listen to that guy. It's not a bad bad thing. Don't try to. And by the way, know where your assets and your allies are. I, I remember once I, I'm a, I'm a Planned Parenthood supporter as part of my. I play all sides of everything, but this and, and I'm sort of anti-abortion, but I still support Planned Parenthood. Uh, and and uh, I remember I was I don't know I was being critical of something in, in them, and I got crushed by them. I said, "I'm your ally. Don't don't crush me. Help me help me. Maybe maybe I." Can craft a message better that'd be more helpful. For maybe you. I'm making a point, or, or maybe I'm saying something truthful. Don't destroy me. I'm an ally. Stop it. Right. It's like that's weird that people would do that. Yep. Yeah, I'd say. So anyway. that's that fascism that I'm talking about. What do you think, Avi? Which way is it going to go? How's it going to play out? From what you've researched the last three, five years, what do you think is going to happen? It's not good. I I, I have I a know, very me, hard time see seeing a path of reconciliation. Very very hard time seeing that path. I really wish I did. I, I've been racking my brain trying to figure out where this road will lead, where it actually lead it to a good place. And I don't see any of those forks leading anywhere good. I, really, I, I hate to say it. I really, really do. Well, what, in, the, I, in the meantime, families are being destroyed. Communities are being destroyed. You can't have an opinion if it doesn't link up lockstep on the right with Trump or Ryan or on the left with Obama. All right, listen, we're getting, you're getting, we're, we're getting, hey, stop. We're getting crazy too. We're spinning ourselves. I worry about our audience, and I worry about my producer. Uh, we, we are starting to spin. It, I, I would also argue that it's a good idea to stay less emotional about all this, and let's just stay in the focus of solving problems and, um, and look, look to our history. And we've had some pretty wacky leaders in power that have done some pretty good things over the years. Uh, Teddy true. Roosevelt, I realized Teddy Roosevelt is sick F. I, I really, he's my favorite, one of my favorite presidents. I started really looking at him clinically, and I was like, oh, Christ, that guy's a mess. Really? A mess. But, but okay, I, I sign off on everything. A brilliant guy, too. Uh, so be that as it may, we've, let's we've stay. Had some, we've had, don't we've get had up. some great flawed leaders in this country, JFK, FDR, We've had some great flawed leaders. You know, Lyndon Johnson, my all-time favorite president, one of the wackiest dudes you'll ever meet. And, and narcissistic so, as hell and an alcoholic and everything else. He and, was your favorite president? I know. I'm sorry. I'm surprised you that yeah, too, just, but okay. All right. <laughs> because of the way he operated, the press, press, talking to the press on the toilet and the things he did back when he That's was in true. Congress were just legendary. All right, listen, Bob. I'm urging everyone to get not nearly as emotional as Bob just did, and to stay even, stay calm. Are you driving, jo- Bob? I'm worried together. if you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm driving. I'm driving. Hey, listen. I just talked this stuff, and I've told you this a hundred times, Drew. I live in Claremont. I don't even care. <laughs> lives in a, in a very upper middle class. Sort of. I just live my life. I got my kids. I go to get frozen yogurt. I mean, really, I can disconnect pretty easily. Well, then you head out to Joshua Tree and you live, live on the land. Hey, Bob, do me a favor. <laughs> do me a huge favor. Plug that headset yeah. in, okay? Yeah, use that headset again. I got, I got, so, I, I, it won't work in my car. Now we got another technical problem, but I'll work it out. I don't we'll want to hear about out. technical problems. I don't want to hear about – I want everyone to st- – you can't help but get somewhat emotional about all this, but to stay even, stay in the middle, look for – listen to everybody. It, it, ultimately – 
I, I, I've not yet had an interaction with anybody in the street that I didn't find lovely. You know what I mean? The average person is, mm-hmm. even if they disagree or they want to take me to task about something, mm-hmm. you can, you know, people are for the most part good. And we need to sort of, and, and we have an unbelievably brilliant system in this country. We need to focus on it. We need to let it do its thing and let it operate. Children are our future. Uh, no, yeah, I'm not even that. I'm not being that. I'm not being kumbaya. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know because because no, for stop eight it. years. Shut up. I'm at the point opinion right now when we have somebody who has questionable impulse control that everybody's nervous about. Yes, but it makes you nervous. I, just, I believe that politics. I was taught by, by by my dad. Politics is politics. It's just politics, Bobby. And you live your life with your family and friends, there you and go. we hope for the best. There you we go. Push for what's right. There you go. But politics is politics. It's live. Everyone needs to live world. a certain live a certain kind of life, everybody. We got to go. Ami Horowitz. AmiHorowitz.com. People can find stuff there. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. Don't look for the answers I don't think it's my place I always knew I had the faith I have lived a life of torment and in shame The reruns of my past are played Some would say that a massacre hit my hometown those days But my father made me feel that way But that was so long ago now I've been reborn and I'm finally
Some say that a massacre is my life every day But you carry me from the cradle to the grave Cradle to the grave Cradle to the grave Cradle to the grave 